You're listening to Gizmonic Institute's radio. In the not-too-distant future, on no specific date, there were two guys with a mutual love of MSG3K. They were on their way to watch a favorite show, but then things went bad as they tend to go. When they woke up, they were surprised to find they had been kidnapped by a scientist and launched into the sky. Now they're stuck in space until they've watched every episode of the show. That's the only way that Dr. Odds says he'll ever let them go. Now we invite you to join our heroes as they travel both near and far. Podcasting their grand adventures while hurtling through the stars. It's time for Cosmonic Institute's radio. I just think that since you're both stranded in space indefinitely, it would be a good idea to know at least something about your environment. You know, stars, planets, that sort of junk. Yeah, but how is learning about quasars fun? I mean, it's fun to say, quasar, quasar. <laughs> Check me out. I sound like a Pokemon. Say, quasar, I choose you. No. No, come on, please. Quasar, I choose you. Quasar, quasar, quasar. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so help me think about what my Pokemon attacks would be. Okay, obviously Tackle, for starters. And then something probably star-based. Are there star-based attacks in Pokemon? See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. If you increased your knowledge about the universe, you might know stuff like that. Honestly, I don't think you could have provided a worse example to showcase your argument for our need for further education. Either way, all you guys do is sit around, goof off, and create new programs and apps for me to run. None of which, I might add, are the least bit helpful. Oh, speaking of which, I think I hear Seth coming. Make sure you have that new pseudo-sitcom app I installed running, and we'll see if it works. Hey guys, what's shaking? <laughs> nice, I see you got the pseudo-sitcom app up and running. Let's test it out. Hmm. <clears throat> Sorry I'm late, guys. I just got back from polishing the bulkhead, if you know what I mean. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Seems to be working so far. Yes. Congratulations. Whoa! What's with Mr. Uh, sour Attitude over here? No, he's just in a mood. He wants us to learn about space and the universe and quasars instead of screwing around all the time. Quasar. Quasar. Hey, I sound like a Pokemon. <laughs> I know, right? Plus, I already know a bunch about the universe. Ask me anything. Yeah, and I probably do too, probably. Okay, Hotshots, we'll start with an easy one. What's the biggest planet in your home solar system? Oh, that's easy. Earth. You're an idiot. Yeah, it's a trick question. The answer is the sun. Wait, seriously? No, you're both idiots. The answer is actually Jupiter. Jupiter is the largest planet in the solar system. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're the one that's wrong. How? I'm programmed with this knowledge. Okay, if Jupiter was actually the biggest planet, why would humans be living on Earth instead of on Jupiter? It's like, why would you live in a two-bedroom apartment when there's an empty mansion down the street? That has to be the dumbest thing you've ever said. Okay, I think I can clear this up. You're both wrong. The answer is obviously the sun what I know about quantum physics, and let's just say I know an amount of quantum physics, the largest object in a group of other objects will have the greatest gravitational pull compared to the smaller objects, correct? I mean, some of the things you just said are technically right, but... Exactly. So since all of the other planets revolve around the sun, it must be the biggest planet. But the sun is a planet, it's a star. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, seriously? A star? Uh, think about it. I mean, look out the window there. Those are stars. If the sun were a star, then everyone would get, like, the worst sunburn at night when there were, like, a billion stars out. Yeah, and to be fair, I agree with Nobot. The sun doesn't count as a planet because it's too hot to live on. Everyone knows in order for it to be a planet, you need to be able to walk on it. But you can't walk on Jupiter. It's a gas giant. <laughs> gas giant? Aren't you talking about Dr. Odd? Hey, did, did someone say my name? Oh, good, it's you. Can you please explain to me how you managed to kidnap the two stupidest people on Earth to take part in your experiment? Well, uh, they are here because they answered a Craigslist ad incorrectly. Only because you don't know how to write appropriately for the Internet. Also, I don't think they're the two dumbest people on Earth. I mean, statistically, that would be pretty amazing. 
I asked them what the biggest planet in the solar system is. And you know the answers they gave me? Earth and the sun. Well, it, it obviously isn't the sun. See? Yeah, the, the sun is way too hot to walk on. Wait, so do you all believe that a common criteria for is this a planet is can I walk on it? Yeah, that and does it have a moon? Yeah, and don't forget, is it blue? These are all important science things about planets. Mm. I, I, I don't know if I can talk to you anymore. Oh, and to answer your earlier question, the largest planet in our solar system is Planet X. Planet X? Yes, it's a gigantic planet which resides just outside of the orbit of Pluto. It's bigger than 1,000 Earths, 10,000 maybe even. Wait a second. If it's so big, why can't we see it? Eh, that's easy. Planet X is currently covered in a shroud of mystery. A scientific term, by the way. Which is preventing any human from seeing it. The shroud is generated by the many-colored winged snake creature, Quetzalcoatl, who, at a time of his choosing, will reveal Planet X and all of its glory to the rest of the universe, ushering in a new age of enlightenment. That's enough. I can't take this anymore. But, but I haven't even told you about the 56 scrolls yet. I need to power down for a while and come to terms with the stupidity I just witnessed. Don't these guys have an audio log they need to do or something? Oh, right. That thing. Well, let's get to it. Quasar. 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 I think we should talk about um, this week's episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. So we got the uh, the old Commando Cody. Uh-huh. Hooray. Yep. Yeah, another Commando Cody started off uh, <sighs> this week's episode. Yeah, but uh, thankfully it was kind of a little bait-and-switch action going on there. Um, I was settled into the horror of having to sit through another Commando Cody, which, (laughs) yeah, I I think Joel and the bots, and and even the Mads are kind of sick of it at this point, but... It's it's not... Here's my theory on it. Okay. Okay, so there's there's a draw about making Joel and the bots watch, and then, you know, ultimately... If you're if you're thinking of the context of the actual show, riff on these movies, and that's mm-hmm. where the entertainment value comes from. But like, it works because a movie is at max, like you know, like what ninety minutes long, yeah, maybe a little bit longer, uh, and so it's over, and then the next week it's something new. But this whole Commando Cody thing is just it's it's gotten stale, mm-hmm. and it's gotten hard, I think, for them to keep making the same jokes over and over again because. Yeah. It's really not that different between episode episode to episode. No. no. No, it's not at all, which is why it was a godsend when the film broke. Yep. And we didn't have to watch any more Commando Cody. Yeah, did you know uh, – I, I was curious about this, so I looked this up. Um, this is the ninth episode of the Commando Cody series that <sighs> Joel and the bots had to watch. There are 14 total. Oh. Yep. Wow, wow, we're way over the halfway mark. Yeah. Jeez, I feel like I want to see how it plays out, but at the same I, time, I don't. I know. I I thought about maybe trying to find some, uh, like, some video on, like, OddTube or something that mm. had some extra Commando Cody, but then I decided Audio. not to. Wait, no, yeah. that's a real thing. Yep. <laughs> but I just, I wanted to, uh, I was going to go to Od- Audrit Bay. Yes. They had some Audrited copies. Audinoid. Yep. Uh... Odd so hunt. Well, this has got to be in the public domain by now. We could we could probably. probably find a bite. I don't think anyone wants to see it though. That's true. I mean, other than us, briefly before deciding not to. Right. Yeah. Realizing how terrible of an idea it was. Mm-hmm. There's actually another Commando Cody uh, series of shorts as well. Really? Yeah, it happened after this. Wow, it must have been very popular. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I wonder if there's action figures. I bet they're worth tens of sense. I bet there was a like an ad in a comic book where you could if you were a young young child um you could order a belt buckle that opened up to have a like a a membership card to something in it. Cool. And also a knife or a, a hatchet that, or maybe like a it was a a belt buckle that was also a BB gun. Yeah, yeah, something really dangerous. Or did I say BB gun? I meant an actual gun. Yeah, a pistol. A it was a belt buckle that turned into a an explosive, an improvised explosive device. Yeah, for uh, to kill to kill um, Nazis. Communists. Yeah. Uh, which one was it? At Moonmen communists. Yeah, Moonmen communists. Yeah. Yeah. Which, as mm-hmm. we all know, all Moonmen were communists, which is why uh, John F. Kennedy wanted us to get to the moon. Yeah, I think that the belt buckle would just be full of uranium. Yep. Yep. 
which was everywhere back then, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But that's ne- neither here nor there. That's all well and good. Hey, but last uh, Commander Cody, because I don't think they can con- continue on uh, after this because they didn't see the end of it, so it would make sense. No, it wouldn't make sense at all. Yeah. Well, not thank- that it, that stopped Commander Cody before, but... Yeah, thank yeah. odd for that. Yeah. So you want to hear some uh, some facts about Robot Holocaust? I would love to, since well, that was this week's movie. Yeah, I, I looked on the Otternet, and th- there's not a lot to <laughs> to learn about this movie. Uh, it came out in 1986 in Italy. Okay. Yeah, and then it was released in the U.S. in 1987 on VHS. So it was released four years before they featured it on MST3K. Yeah, this was okay. a b- recent, fairly recent movie for MST. T3K to be showing. Yeah. And it was straight to VHS, which is not that surprising. No, no, it's not. But hey, this is the first color MST3K movie. Yes, yeah, it was uh, It was a disappointing one. Yes, it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but hey, you know, it was, uh, it was the first color one. Yeah, which was exciting. Yep. I, I feel like it was a glimpse into the future. Yeah, well, past. even even more of a glimpse into the future than uh, Women of the Prehistoric Planet was. Mm-hmm. Although that was, I feel like all those events are going to play out eventually. Yes, I agree. But hey, I've got some money riding on that one. You know, I tried to find, like, budget or box office information on the Otternet for this movie. Yeah. Couldn't find anything about how much it made or how much it costs, which leads me to believe that both the cost and the box office were very low. Yeah. With one being much lower than the other. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they just shot most of this movie in an abandoned factory. Oh, you know what? They did, basically. Oh. <laughs> they shot it at the Brooklyn Shipyard in New York City. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which I imagine now that that part of Brooklyn is you know covered in speakeasies and other ironic hipster things. There's probably an uh, an artisan pencil sharpening shop. Mm-hmm. Where this movie was shot, yeah, a place to to buy scarves, yeah, to wear in the summertime. Scar scarves for your uh, your ironic pets. The scarves for your koala, maybe. Right. <laughs> I love koalas; they're so yeah. ironic. I would I would gladly be surrounded by a uh, group of people with ironic pets and artisan scarves for their pets if it meant getting off this godforsaken space station. <sighs> It, oh, you know, when you describe it, it almost sounds like my ideal life. Yeah, I mean, you've got the, you've got the girl who has like the the, the half mullet and the ostrich pet, mm-hmm. and then you've got you know we talked about koala guy with the, yeah. and he's got the big glasses, and then you've got you know a matching scarf and scarf uh, couple with an ocelot. Oh, yeah, I love it. These people are your new friends. <laughs> I, I want to hang out with the girl with the Skrillex haircut, uh, yeah. with, with a kinkajou on her yeah. back. Ooh, that's a that's an animal that sounds like you made it up. I know, but it's real. That's what makes it ironic. Huh? Okay. I, a, I I'm sorry, I doubted you. I think I think it's a primate. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it has big eyes. It does. It hunts at night. Okay. Wow. <laughs> We've gotten to the bottom of the kinkajou mystery. We unraveled that one. <laughs> yeah, we did. Good like a us. mummy. Yeah, like a kinkajou mummy. <laughs> like a kinkajou mummy. Hey, you know, maybe uh, maybe you should try to explain this movie uh, filmed at the Brooklyn Shipyard in a 20-second recap. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll, uh, you you ready to time me? Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Let, me, let, me, uh, let me get Grandpa's stopwatch out. Hold on. i got to wind it up. And, okay. Yeah, it is wound. All right. Wound up. Give me a countdown. Okay, in three... Two, one, now. So uh, apparently, you can't breathe the air on Earth anymore, except for some people can. They don't really explain why. And then uh, there's a robot war, and then the robots kind of have an overlord, and he's called the Dark One, but no one can say his name really weird because it's all foreign. And then they turns the guy into an avocado, and then uh, everyone gets zapped by lightning, kind of. But then they save the day in the end. Wow, nineteen seconds. Nice. I barely made it. You were there. You have plenty of time in the grand scope of things. Yeah, I was thinking about this movie and just kind of, I was afraid I got lost in like a void of boring. Well, it was definitely a, a boring movie. Oh, um, so boring. Yeah, but it was in color, so yeah. that's, a, that's a thing. 
that it happened. saves it. It's a novelty, I think. It, instead of it being like this, you know, this really, really great, like, I don't know, triumph of like, oh, no longer watching movies in black and white. Like, it was just, it was a novelty mm-hmm. because it was, the movie is so boring. It was like, here, here's a color movie. Uh, but that's about all you can say. Yeah, but it's way worse it. than Project Moonbase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was really bad but let's yeah. let's uh let's not talk quite about about the movie okay nah, excuse me let's not talk <laughs> about the movie quite yet sure we need to talk about the episode itself um absolutely in the, in the first uh segment there before the commercials joel and the robots are singing a, a blues number yeah where joel is singing about how he's a hue man yep in the old and you know tom servo is playing a harmonica Yep, it's, and it's an old bluesy style. Yeah, when he starts doing like a beatnik thing, like we're just like spoken wording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just so, really feeling what it's like to have the blues in space, which yep. I can totally identify with. Yep, 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 yep. And he, uh, when he hits the commercial sign button, what does he do? Pops a grape in his mouth. That's right. When yep. is that going to stop being a thing? I hope that it either. Well, no, I hope that it comes to some sort of epic conclusion. I hope so too. I mean, now that we're so aware of it, I don't think we'll, you know, be unable to notice when he stops doing it. Right. Yeah, so and I definitely... hope I hope they, you know, they there's some sort of payoff. I hope it just doesn't like uh, next season. He just doesn't do it anymore. With I no know that would be so disappointing. Yeah, I I kind of feel like that's where we're headed. You know, when I I went back and I researched that, you know, when we first noticed it, uh, it turns out it had been happening for two episodes prior. Mm. Um. I didn't go back and rewatch the women of the prehistoric planet. So yeah, that would uh, that would probably have sucked up a lot of our uh, precious precious energy. Yeah, but my point being, since that is the last episode filmed, I don't know if it happens. Though. Oh, so I don't know if it was still a thing then. Maybe we'll have to tell Nolbot to increase energy output for just one day, so we could go back and verify that. Sure. Well, actually, the uh, I, I looked at the schematics of the ship, and uh, the theater where we're forced to watch these, these MST3K episodes actually comes from a different power source. So even if the rest of the ship goes out, we can still be forced to watch these. What? Yeah, so I've just been kind of in there watching back episodes. I thought you knew about it and just didn't want to. No. Oh, man, yeah, I've, I've watched these episodes like I was in times. my sleep pod cursing your name. Oh, Thinking you were going to be the death of us. Oh, for disappearing? No, for oh. using up the power that we needed um, for life support. Yeah, well, no, it's different. Oh, that is great. I'm not a silly. I wouldn't have done that to us. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's true. I you know it, it didn't know add me. up. Yeah. I mean, I like MST3K, but not enough to kill life support, probably. Well, I take back all the horrible things that I wished upon you and your family. Oh. Well, thank you. For generations to come. Yeah. Uh, they'll appreciate that, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. I hope so. Yeah. If there are generations to come. Yeah, we need to figure out this whole get off the satellite thing first. Yeah. Oh, That's neither here nor there. we got to get on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's more oh. like getting off it. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> You're right. Oh. You're so perfectly right. Hey, let's talk about the invention exchange. Yep. Uh, Joel, of course, he his invention... Uh, he, he goes first. Um, yep. He brings up the point that you you can't smoke in a stadium where there's a monster truck show. <laughs> which I, which is, you know, it kind of makes sense. You, you can breathe in all this horrible carbon monoxide and whatever else is being shot out by these things that get about, you know, one mile for every gallon of gas. Yeah. Honestly, I this may be a, a rash generalization, but I just assumed everyone uh, at those events just use smokeless tobacco anyway. right you just throw in yeah. some copenhagen in your lip right there yep you gotta feel the burn the grave digger is mm-hmm. that a thing is that a guy that a grave digger is what they call uh the monster truck and it's also um you know people who dig graves sure oh i was thinking i was i was worried i had it confused with the undertaker no that's uh that's a wrestling superstar a lot of smokeless tobacco at those events too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why the confusion came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very hard to get up and leave because you're just going to slip and fall. <laughs> oh. It's gross. It's gross. Gross. It's really gross. Gross. But Joel makes a a monster truck pipe for smokers called the Nitro Burning Funny Pipe. Yep. Which is a pull start pipe and it shoots out a huge flame. It's the uh, real gear crushing, tire popping t- tobacco satisfaction. <laughs> that's a uh, pretty much. It. 
All of Joel's best inventions have shot flames, I think. Yes. And it shoots out a really great flame. Yep. I was impressed. I, I was also impressed. I was impressed by the Mads invention as well. <laughs> I loved this one I so love much. it too. Yeah. It's a face mask for bank robbers, and it has articulated eyebrows because they realize that bank robbers throughout history have been rendered expressionless. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 dumb but very charming. My favorite part was, uh, you know, Larry uh, was obviously reading, you know, lines pretending to get in the character of a bank robber, and uh, you, Doctor Forrester had the remote control for the the eyebrows on the on the the mask. But just didn't really care how and when he was moving them. He right. wasn't trying to match any sort of expressions no, to lines. No, no. He was just moving them up and down and twisting them around. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was. It was. Yeah. It was great. Yep. Dumb but charming. I think that's that's a good what that's what you said. It was very yeah, apt. It was, it was dumb but charming. Yep. So well, let's get back into the theater. Okay. So Commando, Commando Cody. Yep. Breaking everyone's heart by always just being there. By being it's battle around. in the stratosphere, they're back on the moon. Hey, yeah. hey! Yeah. And uh, Commando Cody decides, eh, "Hey, uh, those cardboard tanks down there, I'm gonna throw a grenade at that again." Yeah, because it worked so well last time. You know, right after we almost got burned by lava. Remember when yeah, they didn't yeah, do anything no, to that no, first no. tank? And you know what? The messed up thing is, it was I feel like there was a probably, and this is just I'm not really good with math. So I think there was about a 115% chance that this was filmed on the same day or at least within the same week as the scene where they threw the grenade at the tank and it didn't work. It may have just been a different shot, like, you know, they had a different angle of the same thing. I feel like it was. If so, I didn't yeah. hate Commando Cody from the depths of my soul, I would go back and try and, you know, see if it looked similar. It did. It looked very similar. Um, it just... Uh, let's just say know, it was. Let's just say that it was. Somebody who was writing Commando Cody should have said, well, now, hold on. We tried this before, guys. Remember, it didn't work. Yeah. But this is Commando Cody. It's, yeah. you know, at the end of the show, he explodes, and then the next week, he's fine. Yep. Oh, no, he jumped out before it exploded. You didn't see that, though. Yeah. Oh, tee hee. It mm-hmm. would have been impossible, but... Gotcha. You know. Zang. Yeah. Do you think there were, like, the 1950s versions of nerds who were just like, well, I mean, obviously they didn't show the end of Commander Cody, but I predict he jumped out of the airplane before it exploded. Yes, and like, they had message boards, but it was literally a board a that they message board. messages to. <laughs> they, they just trolled each other. Yep. Uh, how would you ban someone from that message board? Break you would their, take break their, their messages, hands. you would just rip their messages off. They just break their hands. You would tell every every store in the area not to sell them thumbtacks. <laughs> Don't sell this person pens or paper. You've been banned. No thumbtacks for you. No more posting. Uh, you you can't post on commandocody.drugstore.corner. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be the address of the message board. At the at the soda shop. Yeah. Kids. <laughs> hey, soda so- jerk, if you see this guy, you don't let him <laughs> you're, you're the You're the admin. You need you're to the admin. <laughs> I give you mod powers. <laughs> but that meant something else too, because then he would have, you know, listened to some old Jamaican ska music, <laughs> right? And ridden around on a uh, highly tricked-out uh, Vespa scooter. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I like this. Yes, I do too. Uh, when the uh, the Commando Cody film actually breaks, there's kind of a throwback to an earlier episode because they play wacky broken film music while they show a card of uh, Larry and Doctor Forrester. Yep. Working a projector. And it's the same barking dog noise as uh, the demon dogs. Yep. Yeah. So I'm guessing somebody on the crew really enjoyed the Casio keyboard. That I'm they guessing got. it was Joel. I'm guessing it was Joel, yeah. yeah. He really he really liked that Casio sound. Yep. I kind of well, wish he maybe had used some of the beats, like a tango, maybe. Yeah. You know, on Earth, I had a keyboard like that. We should see if Dr. Odd can uh, get us a keyboard, because we can yeah, make cool music. That would be fun. Yeah. It doesn't even... It'd be lo-fi. Uh-huh. Oh, it'd be something to pass the time. It would be something to pass the time. Maybe we could give Nobot an app. 
a okay. keyboard app. A Casio keyboard app? Yeah. I'll get right on that. I mean, it doesn't, it still fits the criteria of stupid and useless that he objected to earlier, but I yes. don't care. But that's, you've basically described the entire entirety of all apps ever. Yeah, true. So, perfect. Yeah, fair enough. I like all it. Right. So, when they leave the theater for the first time, the segment, uh, Joel is just bopping along and he's singing, uh, peeking through the dot hole. Yeah. Grandpa's wooden leg. The the song that they sang when the uh, when Roman was walking. Yeah, during uh, Robot Monster. Yes. Yep. But uh, he only gets the first bit of it, and he's just sauntering through the the set, which yep. is like you know eight feet long. And the robots stop him. They're wearing furs because he's entered the We Zone, <laughs> which is a world that revolves around us and only us. I like how they're wearing uh, like furs, like like they are from uh, Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> which is a thing that I miss so much on Earth. And and the uh, the the personal assistant on our odd phone, sorry, mm-hmm. um, it's supposed to recognize dragon shouts, but it doesn't. No. Yeah. Not in the slightest bit. Yeah. In fact, sorry doesn't do anything. Nope. In fact, sorry is just a post-it note. It's just a pop-it, pop-o-matic bubble on the back of our odd phones. <laughs> trouble. Trouble. Oh, that's trouble. Sorry. I thought it was sorry. Does it no, sorry it's have both. A okay. You're right. I didn't even realize. Well, at the very least, we could play they sorry. Co- they or... copyrighted the type of bubble that it was. Of course, it's going to be in more than one game. <laughs> it works uh, very well. It does. Well, the- the bots don't want to let Joel pass through the Wii zone. Yeah. They make him do tricks, like the disappo- disappearing coin trick, mm-hmm. which is self-explanatory. Yeah, more like disappointing coin trick. Yeah, that's that's also true. They want him to do the walking on the ceiling trick, but he says they're too big for that. Mm-hmm. And they Except they to... did it last episode. So... Well, that's true. Well, yeah. maybe they've grown since then. That's true. He uh, They want him to do the making a storm, but he can't do that one either. It's in the shop. Yeah. And they ask him to make the duck face, yeah. which is kind of just this funny Joel face, but it's not like the duck face of today. Yeah. It's not like the 40 tumblers that have, you know, people doing duck face or yeah. like or your Facebook. Right. No, yeah, or everybody's Facebook at all. Yeah, or yeah. Twitter or mm-hmm. just basically any picture of anybody. I don't understand how that's a thing, but it's a thing. Yeah. I, I should say, I don't even understand how it's still a thing. I, you'd think people would stop doing it. Yeah. But, well, I don't know yeah. people are doing it. Well, at least Joel's was hilarious. Yes, it was. And not, like, sad and desperate-seeming. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> slutty, kind yeah. of. Yeah. But they asked him. They asked Joel to do a handstand, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Because he just kind of disappeared, and you know, he ducked out, and then they held up two spindly... Like amazing, like Muppet puppet legs. Yeah, anytime they any anything uses fake human legs to uh, you know try and make people think they're real human legs, it's always hilarious. Yes, because there's no articulated movement, so it's just no. like straight legs, and they they move. It was like a two by four with a, a shoe on the end, yep. wrapped in red fabric. Yeah, and it's Which, great because they wobble back and forth. Yeah, it's Muppet yeah, leg it was, is was good. Yeah, it's incredible. <sighs> yeah. Well, the second segment was a robot sitcom. Yep. Which, they, you know, had the corny jokes, the laugh track, the terrible delivery, uh, catchphrases. Gave me the, uh, it gave me the inspiration for Nolan's uh, pseudo-sitcom app. Uh, uh-huh, and I do appreciate that app. Yeah. It is quite good. But, in, of course, in the episode, it was just that Cambot's sitcom simulator was out of whack. Yeah. Didn't work as well as my app does. No, your app works flawlessly, mm-hmm. as so far. far as I know. Yeah. But it taught them to not toy with the laws of television, mm-hmm. which was, you know, a good thing. I see, which is why I'm glad we're doing audio logs, because as far as I know, I don't think there are any laws of audio logs. No, but the laws of television are immutable. Yes. Yeah. Well, well only because back then TVs didn't have mute buttons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just a big dial. Yeah. It was one, one big button mm-hmm. on a remote. There's a toggle switch. Yep. <laughs> For the uh, third segment, it was Crow the Hunter and his animal boy Geekor, played by Joel, mm-hmm. and the boldest of all, Servo. It was basically a uh, kind of inspired by the movie, I guess. It was a post-apocalyptic send-up. Yeah, were they wearing the same fur? Coats they again? were okay. wearing the same fur. Yeah, fur is murder. 
Yeah. But robots are supposed to murder, so. That's true. Nope, that's against the laws of uh, robotics, right? Uh, well, I guess as long as the animal's not your master, I... Oh, man, I'm real fuzzy on this. Oh, Someone those are Isaac right Asimov's now. rules. They're not real rules. We should ask Nolbot. Okay. Yeah, we should. Since apparently he just does what he wants to do anyway. What if you killed the animal by accidentally hugging it too hard? <laughs> Which could be a problem for robots since, you know, they have no gauge of strength. I think it's a real fine line between accident, accidental hugging and hopeful strangling. Yes, and then yeah. making a fur coat out of them to remember them, to honor their memory. To honor their their memory. Yeah. yeah. Like Veterans Day, where we <laughs> well, wear I... veterans' hides. <laughs> oh, man. That <laughs> Whoa. I, that was, I, think, I think you need to spend more time in your sleep pod. Maybe I do. That's, yeah. I've been awake I, for 72 hours. I just I had a Buffalo Bill Cody vision of you just walking around the ship, crab walking. <laughs> I don't. Ugh. I'm so beautiful. <laughs> would, would you watch MST3K with me? <laughs> I'd watch MST3K with me. It puts the lotion on his skin. <laughs> this, Let's talk this about the movie, is shall we? Hilarious. It's <laughs> uh, terrifying. Talk about, let's let's talk about the movie. I I just wanted to say that I. When I was looking this up on Autopedia, mm-hmm. I knew that this was a quality movie. Yeah. Because the only image available was literally an a, a photo of the movie poster unfolded, so you could see the creases <laughs> on the on the JPEG. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised it's not a photo of a TV screen where MST3K <laughs> is playing this movie. Right. I ex- yeah, I have expected it to be. A, just a, like a Polaroid of a guy holding the video that he found <laughs> at the bottom domain. of right of a, like a like a Suncoast movie discount bin in 1995 or something. Okay, but it wasn't. Cool. Yeah, so that w- this movie would have been what nine years old then? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nope. but it was in the bargain basement the minute it was released. Yes. Yeah. The Italians said we don't want any part of that paisano. You know, honestly, I don't have any facts to back this up, but I, a lot of the movies that they do, like from the the forties, fifties, and even sixties, they had a chance to you know have twenty, thirty years of infamy before being riffed on by MST three K. So I think a lot of these, you know, the, the the watching and sort of enjoying a bad movie for just being bad, I think is something that's been around for a while, mm. and. So I th- I think a lot of like movies like Project Moonbase or you know Robot versus the Aztec Mummy kind of had a cult following right. uh, with the advent of video cassette because you know people could actually you know see and distribute and you know share these movies with each other um, at that point um, and that that was happening for what you know a good ten years before MST3K started mm-hmm. about and so. But with a, with a movie like this that was so bad and was a foreign film... Oh, my God. It was miserable. I think that MST3K probably had a lot to do with throwing this movie out into the zeitgeist. Yeah. Of, of, because no one had heard about this movie or seen it before until MST3K is like, hey, check this thing out that we found. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, unlike other movies that may have had a cult status before Beforehand. MST3K... Yeah. yeah. This, this maybe was the first movie that was made by MST3K. And I, I'm using made in the mafia esque. Right. <laughs> yeah. They had to burn a picture of a saint. Yep. Yeah. G- give it a kiss on a ring or something. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this movie was, I mean, at the core, it was kind of like this really crappy, futuristic Lord of the Rings. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see that. A, a quest. A yeah, it was, it was a, some humans and a free bot, which is maybe an elf. I don't know. It was like a C-3PO, but crappy. I mean, yeah, crappier. very, very. Yeah. It was like a bargain. It was like a dollar store version of C-3PO. Yeah. Who's already a dollar store version of a robot? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, they went to stop the Dark One by smashing right. up his power generator. I mean, mm-hmm. that's basically the plot of The Lord of the Rings. They go to stop the Dark One. Yeah. By smashing up his power generator, which oh, is yeah, the okay. ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. They don't Do smash think... it up so much as they throw it into Mount Doom, but whatever. Do you think that the uh, 
the the dark one was some sort of like uh, like VI or AI maybe or PI like Magnum. Yeah. Uh, could be. Well, you know, so, some like because it obviously wasn't like a robot, but you know, yeah, I don't know. About it the must robot have been holocaust. some all knowing. Yeah, like uh, some all all knowing, all seeing uh, artificial intelligence or Skynet. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, but Skynet. it also only had one generator. <laughs> Right. It wasn't so. a smart. It was all knowing, but it didn't uh, know the right things. Yes, it didn't know about backup power. Right. Yeah, it didn't have a a, a UPS system no. uh, in case of power outage. Wow. They whew, that robot didn't think too much nope. about its future. One lightning storm. Bam. Done. Yep. 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 One group of uh, plucky humans. Yeah. But uh, the robots controlled the atmosphere, or the dark one did. So whenever the humans, these plucky humans, got mad, they would just be like, "Oh, you like air? No, you're not going to have it for a little while." And they would all pass out. Yep. Which was kind of dumb. But I it just... was even dumber when there was a couple, pe- you know, a few of the mutant humans who didn't, who weren't affected by. Not being yeah. able to breathe. It just didn't make sense. And also, there are, like, trees and stuff outside, so what's up with that? Yeah, and squirrels. Yeah. Like, why would you suffocate the squirrels? Yeah. Like, wouldn't everything else be dead? Because then, you know, the, the you know, food chain's knocked off, the the trees would probably die, too. Or, yeah. You know? Doesn't make sense. This whole movie's dumb. Yeah, it was dumb. There's the uh, the bad lady, Valeria, Valeria, Polaria. Yeah. Any idea? Uh, no, I, like... Somebody need to give this lady, uh, uh, like, some sort of enunciation lessons. Yes. Cause... She was the Ariana Huffington <laughs> okay. of this movie. I... Yeah, she totally was. That's a good – yeah, okay. She had a – you couldn't pin down her accent, but you knew it was kind of annoying. Yeah. 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 And, and also be... she ran a very successful blog, I guess. Right. Named after herself. Right, it was the yep. Valeria Post. The <laughs> no, the Bolaria Post. Oh yes, that, yeah. or the Polaria Post. Yeah, that that one works. It's alliteration. alliteration. Yep. Not to be confused with enunciation. Right, they're totally, totally different things. Yeah. Hey, so uh, this is the first time that Joel and the bots actually sat through the credits of the movie. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way. Um, we, on on the uh, episodes of MST3K that we haven't watched yet, but uh, that I I saw back on Earth, that's one of my favorite things. What when, when they sit through the credits? When they sit through the credits and make fun of the names. Yeah, like, I love it. There's a uh, this is kind of a spoiler for a future episode, but uh, one of the names that they just they go on about on in the episode of the Pod People is a Farouk Alatan. <laughs> because according to Joel, oh, I went to school with Farouk Alatan, <laughs> and I just. I don't. I I remember that name from the first time I watched that movie, Farouk Alatan. Wow. Yeah. So they don't really poke too much fun at these people though when they sit through the credits. Right. But it's 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 kind of cool to see the genesis of that sort of thing. Like, yeah. oh, this is going to be something later. Yep. I know it was it was definitely strange. Yeah. To see well for the first time, I was expecting that they were gonna you know. Hoping that Sam Jackson was going to show up and invite the Freebot to join the Avengers. <laughs> but that didn't happen. Hey, pull, 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 never mind. You're not invited. <laughs> hey, we got to... Oh, no. No, never mind. You no. you look ridiculous. No, this is we already have, bad. Yeah. Yeah. We already have $2.7 trillion made. Yeah. We don't need nah, an avocado guy on our team. Right. Oh, the avocado guy. That was part of the final segment. Yes. Was the name the plant guy brainstorm. And the top 13 will be read on the show. Yep. But we already saw the number one. Was it the number one? or? Uh, no, it was, it was the yeah, the, the winner. They announced the winner of the contest in uh, right. uh, Women of the Prehistoric Planet. Yeah, which was, of course, shown out of order. Yep. My uh, my favorite suggestion from them was uh, Carl. Yeah, Carl. <laughs> Just made me laugh. Yeah, that's a good name for the uh, the avocado guy. Avocado guy. I I have I have a proposal. I think it would be interesting. Um, we we don't necessarily have to uh, do an audio log about it, but I feel like after um the final episode, the 
final numbered episode of this season, we should go back and watch Women of the Prehistoric Planet again. Okay. To see if, if all this stuff makes sense. Oh, man. It's like uh, the first time you watch Lost. Yeah. And you go back again to see if mm-hmm. it makes sense. Uh, yep. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. Nope. No. There's a cave of wonders. Mm-hmm. And Desmond right. flies out on the carpet. <laughs> yep. And uh, it turns out that uh, it was uh, really not that good. And it turns out it wasn't uh, Jack Shepard's fault that Mufasa was trampled by the wildebeest. <laughs> Even though Ben told him it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and at the end they go to a Unitarian church. So uh-huh. it was just this big track thing. Yeah, it was. it's, it's just a big advertisement for um, Mormons. Mm-hmm. It's all turned to the camera, and Hurley's like, Hi, I'm Hurley. I kept the island for 200 years, and I'm a Mormon. <laughs> oh, have you, have you uh, opened your ears to the teachings of Joseph Smith? Yeah. Would you Hi. like to sit down sometime? I'm John Locke. I wasn't able to walk. Then I could. Then I was dead. <laughs> then I walked again. And I'm a Mormon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 500,000 views on YouTube. Uh, yep. YouTube. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Probably both. Yep. Hey, uh, uh, speaking of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of numbers, you want to talk about our top five riffs from this movie? Do I? Are you ah. kidding me? Of course I do. Of course not. So uh, let's do the top five riffs. <laughs> Number five. Nearly every joke about the evil woman's terrible accent. I know that's kind of cheating, being a top five riff, but every one of them was just great. Uh, they asked... You know, it's the old uh, Barbara Walters. If you were a twee, <laughs> what kind of twee would you be? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, the number four favorite riff of the movie, in Commando Cody, uh, they're unloading a trunk from the moon tank, and Joel says, Ted, we can't bring your puppet everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I like that one a lot. Uh, the number three riff was the, there was a sign that could be seen at the entrance to the underground part um, of, uh, of Robo Holocaust, where they're going towards the generators. And Crow says, hey, it says Basement to the Alamo, which was a Pee-wee's Big Adventure reference. Yeah, it was. Which I loved. That's uh, that's that's topical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. That's good. Our number two favorite riff of the movie is when the big barbarian dude constantly referred to as Huge Nuge, which is a, a Ted Nugent joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> in a battle, he takes a sword across the front sight, and Joel goes, oh, no, Huge Nuge. He's got cat scratch fever right across the chest. <laughs> Uh, that's a Nugent song. Yeah, it is. Uh, the number one top five riff. Uh, when the Freebot introduces himself as the Freebot, Joel and the bots just start shouting, Freebot! 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 Ah, uh, so awesome. Uh, not a Ted Nugent song. Not a Ted Nugent song at all. Uh, I mean, I didn't mention this, but I feel like it's important because it's one of the one of the great running uh, Mr. Science Theater Mr. Science Theater bits. Is uh, by this time my lungs were aching for air, which is uh, from uh, Sea Hunt. Yes, which yep. they reference constantly. Yep, and I'm pretty sure this is the first time it was referenced. Yes, I I don't remember definitively, but I, this is the first time I remember it being referenced. And it didn't make the top five riffs, but I feel like maybe it should make an important side note riff. Yeah, it, it gets a historical mention for being important. Right. Yeah. Well, let's rate this movie. Okay. Robot Holocaust. Well, uh, this this is a tough one. It's the first color movie, but that's reduced, as I said, to being a novelty because mm-hmm. it's just not good. Like no. it's, it's boring. It's a boring yeah. movie. And just like the Commando Cody shorts, when it gets boring, the riffing kind of suffers. Right. Because um, there's not a lot of wacky stuff happening. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, we can't make fun of this, so we'll have to make up our own jokes, which they're good at. It's still MST3K. I still love it, but it's not ooh, the strongest episode. No. Um, but because it was the first color movie, I'll give it a little higher score. We'll give it a 2.5 out of 5 rating. Wow. Arbitrary. Yeah, yeah I'll give it a – I was going to give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Which is not close to No. Yours. No, it's not at Wait, all. 6.75. How's that? Sure. <laughs> you do what you want. <laughs> hey, uh, would you mind going over to the pneumatic tube and seeing if we got any any letters? Okay. Um, let me go over and open up this uh, pneumatic tube slot. Hatch, I guess. Oh, careful. Know. What would you call this? Oh, bop, 
there it is. Hey, we got lots of letters actually. Oh, um, we cool. actually have so many letters this week that we, uh, and some of them are really long, so I, we can't read all of them. But we can I'm read them to, tonight. Uh, yeah, when we we're can... trying to go to sleep to stave off the boredom and space insanity. Yep, and we'll uh, we'll put some on uh, next week or yeah next episode as well. Because uh, we, you know, if you write to us, we'll read it. Because it's uh, unless it's just like profanity telling us we're bad, mm-hmm. we probably won't read that. But that hasn't happened yet. Thank goodness. Yeah, thanks, guys. You're the best. This uh, <laughs> this first letter um, is from our friend Jason. Uh, Hi, and, Jason. Yeah, thank you for writing. So he hasn't written to us for a while. He uh, he wrote, uh, I think. Third or fourth episode talking about how the women of the prehistoric planet was out of order. Um, mm-hmm. So we owe it to him for uh, that nugget of knowledge. Um, so he's got a couple of things to say. First, he has an interesting theory concerning why the women of the prehistoric planet is out of order. Um, okay. He thinks that it was originally intended to be the movie for the fourth episode, but they ended up running into unforeseen issues involving the rights for the film. Oh. When they're filming on. Um, KTMA, the local station, they had already had the rights to air the films on the channel. Uh, okay. But they didn't have the proper rights to modify the films. Oh. Um, they could have probably gotten in trouble for that, but since it was a community station, no one really cared. But since this is an actual, uh, you know... A like, fledgling cable television network? Yes, that people would actually watch. Uh, they had to actually go through the proper <laughs> channels. That makes sense. You know, yeah. it was intended to be the fourth one. They couldn't do it to last, but they ended up putting it forth anyway. So, that, that is as valid, if not better, than the theories we had. So, <laughs> I, I like Mine that. Mine had to do with time travel. Um, yeah, it could have had to do with time travel. It well, could I'm have been still lost standing by a, it. But. Yeah, it could, it could have been lost in a time-space uh-huh. vacuum. That's that's yeah. what we talked about at length last night, but okay. Yeah. He, he uh, also um, points out he, – he, okay, remember that dumb segment where they played tag during the Corpse Vanishes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he says uh, it's not one of his favorite segments, but he enjoyed it for the goofy uh, time killer that it was. Um, he says the writers and performers must have liked the idea of the characters playing tag because this is a do-over segment from one of the, the KTMA episodes, Humanoid Women. Uh, the season actually has quite a few segments that are remakes of bits that were done from the KTMA season. Oh, um, okay. It got me thinking, why did Dr. Odd start you out in season one instead of the KTMA series? Um, I assume that including unofficial episodes with a separate continuity, missing episodes and movies that get repeated in season three would cause too much data confusion. Um, I don't know why Dr. Odd does what he does. I assume no, I it had to do something with that. For him. I assume it also had to do something with the fact that there aren't copies of the first three KTMA episodes. It just starts with, or maybe it's the first two. They just don't exist anywhere. Um, right. It could have had to do with the fact that the quality of all those episodes is terrible. <laughs> in in the uh, whatever copies are floating around the Otter Net that Doctor Odd could get his hands on, um, and that none of them are available on Netflix or things for uh, people to watch along. No, it could have had to do with any of those reasons. But you have to ask Doctor Odd. Yeah. I can't read his mind. No, thank God. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. Here's the thing I was most excited about this letter for. Um, last He says, last I heard, the P.O. Box from the MST3K fan club was still active. and <gasps> series Yeah, and series producer Jim Mallon still owns it. <sighs> I'm guessing if anyone sends a letter there, uh, Best Brains Incorporated, which is Jim Mallon's company, mm-hmm. uh, sends out some sort of printed version of the MST3K online catalog. <gasps> I think we need to figure out to get to the bottom of this. Oh screen. my goodness gracious. Yeah. That, yes, we uh, absolutely need to now do this, right? Uh, I need to find a pen <laughs> and paper. Okay. And also a way to send physical objects. That's from that's space. the hurdle. That's the hurdle. Ooh, that's ah, but that's the last step. You know, I feel like I got all the other all my other ducks in a row. Thank you, uh Jason for uh writing such a long letter to us I think we'll read some of these other ones next week we got a letter from our friend well some correspondence from our friend Steve on Facebook about uh, Robert Heinlein Robert Heinlein wrote Project Moonbase um, and apparently all of Robert Heinlein's movies have were just doomed like anything he wrote for a movie was just terrible sort of like Stephen King I think right and 
I guess uh, Project Moonbase is the only Heinlein movie that was featured in MST3K. Really? Yeah. I uh, I had some some questions, and since you know Facebook is our only form of communication, I uh, I talked to our friend Steve a little bit, and yeah, he he being our our resident Robert Heinlein expert cleared us up. It's the only Project Moonbase is the only one. Well, thank God. Yep. Um, and also we put out a call on Facebook. Um, w- recently, last week, uh, one of somebody I I forget I I hate not to cite this person, but somebody asked us uh, what our um, favorite episodes were or what episodes we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, real quick um, some episodes that other people are looking forward to are not. Our friend Andrew says he's looking forward to the Joe Don Baker episodes, Mitchell and Final Justice. Oh, classics. Um, and he's not looking forward to the bad ver- German version of Hamlet, which I forgot about that when we were talking about which episodes we dreaded. Oh. But, oh, dog. that Have you ever seen that one? I can't say that I have. Oh, man. Like, that is the only MST3K episode I have never been able to watch all the way through. Oh, my gosh. Because I keep falling asleep. Wow. It's it's a film version of Hamlet that's just f- these German guys performing Hamlet on a black box stage with no music oh. and no sound effects. It's literally oh. just a stage performance of Hamlet wow. with no bells and whistles that someone put on video in Germany. It's like if someone took the guys from the, the SNL sketch Sprockets, <laughs> took out all the funny, and gave them a Hamlet script. It's so bad. If, like... Tommy Wiseau. No, that would be good, I think. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That'd um, be a cult classic. Our our friend Jason says he's looking forward to Prince of Space and Puma Man, and he can't wait to hear our take on them. And uh, our friend James says uh, he's looking forward to all of Season 3 and Season 5. Mm. Yep. Um, and Rocketship XM, since it's the rebirth of the show. Uh Oh, and he says he's uh, he's saving the last few podcasts because he's driving from Oklahoma to Dayton. That's are, a long way to go. It is. It's uh, two Earth cities. I'm, I oh, I don't miss Dayton. Did you I know that's know. where Dr. Odd was born? In Dayton? In Dayton? That yeah. explains it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, I maybe that's his lair is still there. Hive of scum, scum, scum and villainy, yeah. His, his lair might even still be in Dayton. I'm not sure. Perhaps it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who wrote to us this week. And um, yes, thank you. Yeah, we'll we'll get to more of your letters next week. But uh, yeah, we're just a little overwhelmed this week. But keep them coming. I that's a that's a good problem to have. We're so lonely up here in space. And you guys, well, are great. We, we definitely read your letters, mm-hmm. all of them. We may not be able to respond. Yes, but we. You read know what? Them. We can, and I will. I'll, I'll if you write us a letter, I'll we'll try and read it on the show, and we'll absolutely give you a response. So. There it is. That's our promise because we don't have anything else to do up here, Seth. Well, well, I mean, other than like you know having to do all our daily chores to keep our space station afloat, right? And I, I have to give blood every day. Really? Yeah, it's not very much. Okay. You don't have to do that. No. You don't have to put your foot in that machine that sticks a needle in your heel. No. I I do have to do the. You have to do the thing where you have to. uh, you know, run down the hallway and you can't get to the end of it until you don't get hit with Nerf balls? No, but that sounds way better than having a needle stuck in your foot every oh, day. That's really stressful. Like You haven't noticed that I've been limping? No, I, th- I thought that was just like a like a, like a a pimp thing you were trying to do. No. Like reinvent yourself, like space pimp. No. no, no. I'm in a lot of pain. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it's fine. I'm kind of curious as to why I have to it's a lot. It's it's not very much, but it's I'm, I get very dizzy after it's done. I wondered about the Nerf ball thing, but it's just kind of fun. So yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'll I hope tr- I'll trade you. I hope we're not being prepared. No thanks. I hope we're not being prepared for anything. But <laughs> anyway, thanks anyway wow. everyone for writing to us. Um, and yeah, thanks, thanks to our friends, uh, you know, Andrew, Jason, James, um, the, everyone who uh, talked to us on Facebook. You know, you guys mm. are all awesome. Uh, and, you know, join our Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute's radio because not only do we you talk about cool stuff, we also put out questions and stuff. And yeah, we do. Yeah, you can talk to us. You know, uh, Steve talked to us on Facebook about uh, Robert Heinlein. 
And he, he got the title of resident Robert Heinlein expert. And maybe he'll let me know if I'm pronouncing Robert Heinlein's last name right. I think it's Heinlein. Like uh, Jerry Lewis? Mm-hmm. Okay. That that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, but our, all our friends, you know, uh, Adam and everybody. So uh, thanks for writing to us on Facebook. Everybody on Earth. Everyone on Earth. Yep. And uh, also, Twitter's a good place to get a hold of us. Like our friends uh, at Extra Life Church, who tried to get Judd Apatow to listen to our podcast this week. <laughs> I wonder how that went. Oh, my hands are... I mean, my fingers are crossed. Yep. My hands are rubbing together while my fingers are crossed. That's got to be painful. It hurts, but it feels good at the same time. It's worth yeah, it. Uh, our friend uh, Zaphod Roudsdower, who uh, um, linked back to us from his blog. That was nice of him. Heck yes. Um, and Tronosco, who also talked to us on Facebook, but, you know, retweeting about the show. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, just, you know, everyone who uh, tweeted and talked to us this week, we appreciate it. You guys mm-hmm. are awesome. So, uh, yeah. You know what we should do? We should put our resumes on LinkedIn. Yep. I feel like that's the next step. Uh, odd, Oddton? No, it's just, <laughs> it just doesn't work there. No. It's just LinkedIn. Uh yeah, um, but hey, you know what? You know what we love more than anything? What's that? Um, a nice review on iTunes. Oh, it's so it's a, such a special feeling. Yeah, we we haven't got one for a while. I know. Uh, it's it's you know we understand. Everyone's we're saving busy. up. Yeah, we're saving up. Just uh, just go there, click some stars for us. Maybe five of them. Those are that's the best kind of stars to click. Mm-hmm. All five. And if you feel like writing something about how you like us and how we're nice, then. Uh, yeah, just do that. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. Much love. It feels good. Yep. Well, but anyway, um, thank you for uh, writing to us, and uh, maybe your feedback will help us get rescued. Hopefully. That is our hope. I hope somebody notices. Yep. We're very far away. I feel like our orbit is not decaying. I feel like we're getting further from Earth. Well, I mean, that could lead to adventures. That's true, but it also could lead to us being dead. Right. Forever. Well, you survive. You you have a better chance of surviving since apparently there's a large stockpile of your blood somewhere on this ship. I hope so. Yeah, I guess it could just be jettisoned into space. I don't know. Maybe just maybe know you're the I've strong one. Maybe. Okay. Are you sure the needle's injecting or taking something out of you, not injecting you? It's hard to say. I just know that it feels like someone shoots my foot with a gun every morning. That is painful. It I'm is? sorry to hear that. Well. What are you going to do? Right. <laughs> Mad scientist, am I right? I know. Uh, that guy. I think that was one of your better ones. Really? That's that's actually really nice to hear. Since we've been up here, I think I've come to terms with a lot of abandonment issues I've had since childhood. That combined with a healthy dose of Stockholm Syndrome has kind of led me to start thinking of you as a sort of a sort of a father figure. Uh, as weird as it sounds, hearing your approval, no matter how fleeting, has really had an, an unexpected and profound effect on my mood. <laughs> Psych! It stunk! Just like the rest of them. Even if it was good, I wouldn't tell you a bunch of jerks. I'm trying to drive you mad. Wait, what? What was that? Oh, it looks like Nolbot has had some time to cool off and is back, hopefully, to have a reasonable discussion about planets. Okay, obviously you don't trust me about the whole planet thing. Well, duh, because you're wrong. Okay, I understand I can't get through to you, but what if I told you I have someone very special on the space phone? Someone who you love very, very much and who would never lie to you. You don't mean... It can't be. Guys... Say hi to your friend Shaggy from the show Scooby-Doo. Jeepers! Hey, guys! Oh, Oh, Shaggy! It's really... Hey, now, calm down, fellas. Listen, I was just here talking to your friend Nolbot, and he told me he was worried about you being stuck up here in orbit while not knowing enough about space. Well, yeah, but... Golly! How would you feel if the gang and I went to inspect a spooky old house, but we didn't bring any Scooby snacks? Oh no, that would be scary! And bad! Exactamundo! Nobody here actually knows a lot about space. I mean, did you guys know that the biggest planet in our solar system is Jupiter? Whoa! Oh, no way! Uh, Mr. Shaggy, 
have you ever been introduced to the teachings of Quetzalcoatl and his 13 tassels of oh, Everest? Dr. Odd, no one wants to hear about it. Shaggy is here. Anyway, it would mean a lot to me if you fellas listened to Nobot here and let him teach you about planets, black holes, and all sorts of space junk, okay? Sure thing. Anything for you. Zoinks. The gang and I just heard about a haunted candy factory. So I've got to get back to the mystery machine and go investigate. You guys be good now. We will. Say hi to Scooby-Doo for us. Oh, wow, that was great. I think we owe you an apology, Nolbot. Yeah. It only took hearing it from our greatest collective idol, but I'm willing to listen to you now. Thank you. Now let's get busy on our first lesson. Today, we learn about quasars. Cool! <laughs> Quasar. Quasar. Oh, man. I kind of sound like a Pokemon, don't you think? <laughs> oh, Dr. Odd. I choose you.